The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. Been a couple of weeks, but, you know, we're back. Last week, we just, well, in general, we all just kind of needed a break, and... Of course, the week we come back. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian. With me is, is of course, the cat. Hello, everyone. And Michelle. Hello, everyone. And what? And, and I want to note something. Something kind of silly before we get into the obvious, obvious, heavy, serious stuff. Because, yeah, you know we're going to talk about it. Um is whenever I do these, I don't know how well it comes across in the in the recording, but when I go to introduce my co-hosts, I will introduce one and look to my left while keeping my mouth with the microphone and everything, and then I'll introduce the other one looking to the right. Nobody sees it. They can't see it because we're not using webcams to see each other as we record. So I, I do it just... It's one of those weird words. <laughs> it's like talking with your hands, even though... It's a podcast, <laughs> and nobody can see you. Uh, it, it, it's it's a weird thing that that I, I, I I'm pretty sure I'm not the only podcaster who does this. Uh, like I'm I'm sure Kat, you probably as as a regular podcaster as well. You have some quirks that nobody really sees, but you do anyway, just for the hell of it, or it helps you do better. I'm I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I do a lot of like face palming, uh, a lot of rolling my eyes, a lot of gesturing with my hands. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like I wonder if I always wonder if if anybody can like hear like the little breeze caused by my hands moving around all the time. <laughs> it's really it's really hard for me to sit still, so I also move around a shit ton. Like I try to mute my microphone and then like adjust my seat because my chair creaks a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's always like a little bit of a worry of like how much extra noise am I gonna put into this fucking show here? Yeah. Well. Well. Thankfully, I haven't noticed too too much. So. So I, I guess your mic isn't picking up everything, which is good. I mean, it's not because you use a similar mic to mine. You use a uh, a blue Yeti, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I, I got a blue snowball and I got a blue Yeti as a backup as well. But, you know, they're, they're good about, fil- at least in my experience, they've been good about filtering out most background noise. So, you know, key term being I most. Got, <laughs> I um, got a cheap ass gaming headset and, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've it all does, used it those. Doesn't... We've all yeah. used those. So, I mean, I mean, I've used them. I've used, like, old hand mics, too. Like, way back in the long, long ago. But... You know. Well, just as an example of how good I think this thing is, mm-hmm. um, it's not currently on my face. I've moved it up because I'm eating, yeah. and you still seem to be able to hear me quite well. Yeah, there you go. In <laughs> uh, honesty, my my headset is probably similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the past two weeks, uh, Kat, how have you been the past two weeks? Um, super busy. Um, last weekend, while we weren't here recording, I had um, family in town. My niece and uh, her brothers and the whole family um, all drove up from Florida. And I actually spent time with my niece for the first time in like seven years. Oh. Um, it was very nice. I've never, I've never spent a lot of time around kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my niece is 11 and her younger brothers are seven and two. 
Oh, wow. fine. So we did like every conceivable tourist thing that you can do in St. Louis and and like I've never I've just never spent that much time wrangling children mm-hmm. like even with uh, my niece's mother there it was like holy crap there was a lot of stuff going on and I it was like exhausting yeah. it's just I was just so wiped <laughs> by like Sunday night I was like oh I'm not moving again <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah, it just yeah. In in that sense, oh God, if you'd live if you'd lived here when when my parents had the foster kids, oh my God, uh, I I uh, just uh, it was it was <laughs> much for me, and I wasn't the primary <coughs> caregiver either. So it's like Jesus. So I can... I don't know what to do with kids. Like I don't know how to talk to kids. I don't know anything. I'm not a parent. I'm never going to be a parent. I don't want to be a parent. Um, I don't really like kids all that much. I have a hard time censoring myself around <laughs> kids. Like, I'm notorious for accidentally swearing near children. Um, <laughs> because I swear a lot. It's all I know how to do. Um, so it was it was really like walking on eggshells because I didn't know that what I could say around these kids. And, and especially because the, the family situation is kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. And, um, like... Being, being there with my brother's baby mama and her boyfriend that she's seeing, even though she's not officially divorced from her ex-husband, who is not, again, my brother. Like, wow. it's like, it's a really complicated situation um, that we're trying not to make awkward, but it can't help be awkward. We're trying not to let the kids know that it's awkward, um, yeah. even though it is hella awkward for all the adults. So... <laughs> Typical Florida family, then. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My brother's baby mama is not from Florida, so... Oh. My brother met his ex-girlfriend in Maryland, so it's just... um, It's a a whole thing. Oh, wow. Um, After Maryland, she moved to Virginia, and then she moved to Florida. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's not really a typical Florida thing. It's just... mm, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it's complicated. It's complicated and it's really weird and awkward. And um, yeah. but the the kids are great. The kids are really sweet. Um, my my littlest nephew, I guess, is the easiest term for the kid. Nephew, he's two years old and he is the friendliest child I've ever met. Every time oh. I've met a toddler, they're super shy and scared. Mm-hmm. And they just mm. want to, like, cling to their mom. And this kid was like, pick me up. Like, at all times, holding his arms out to you to pick, like, for you to pick him up. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I've, oh, lordy. <laughs> like, last, my, a couple of friends of mine that live nearby, they, they have a daughter. And last time I went to go visit them, uh, their daughter, you know, I think is like two, I think, two or three. And she's up and she's around. She's, she's talking a little bit here and there and and it's similar to what what you were experiencing most toddlers you know they're, they're just kind of shy or whatever she was all over me i'm like okay whoa 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 okay <laughs> uh it's like well let, let, let you down don't want to drop you don't want to break you, you know, <laughs> let's it's, let's just you know uh, but but yeah i i i, I can i can relate <laughs> definitely uh, uh, so how about you michelle how how was your past two weeks um first week kind of ugh. second week recovering from ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I've only had like one day off in that time, so it's like, oh. Oh no. Basically, no. What basically what happened is we've had a heat wave, Oof. and I'm gonna mention his. I know some people are like, oh, what you've um Tara on one of her tweets made a comment about, oh, it's not even. It's barely even a hundred degrees. You know, makes Fahrenheit. Um, but it's like I watched a video, which I'm going to send you some pictures from, because it was like shots fired in the first 30 seconds. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But it was um, basically a heat wave is defined as anything a couple of degrees over the norm for that area. Yeah. So even though it's probably still balmy for you guys, for us it was hot. Yeah. Uh, like so down... because... Oh, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> because it was hot, and because everyone was hot and sticky and all bothered and air... Mm-hmm. I was like, am I just hot and bothered like everybody else, or am I actually coming down with something because I was having trouble reading my body signals? I was like, yeah. am I ill or am I just hot? And then I like, started, I had a sore throat that developed into a, a full cough, and it's like, and then I was like, really like sweating more than I, I should be for the even for the heat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm ill. I got up and I was dizzy. I was like. Oh no, this is this is actually something. But it took me a while to work out that it was actually something and not just hot and bothered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of heat, oh my god. So, so uh, da- I went uh, the day we were recording this. The previous day was a uh, Pokemon Go community day, which I love to take part in those because those are fun. Uh, I decided to go to Tallahassee, which is about eighty miles east of where I am, because <laughs> it's somewhere different. Usually, I'll go down to like Panama City Beach or up to Dothan, Alabama and and mm. just do the stuff there but I, I found this really cool park in tallahassee uh lake ella park which as as they suggest is a park built all around a lake which is really cool and of course it's a lake the temperature is going to be a little bit lower because you got the water and the breeze and coming off of that yeah and even then i, I got down there I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my results in a little bit but i got down there i, I walked around a little bit you know and and I almost had a repeat of what happened to me at Disney Springs last month. Key term almost because I was I was still prepared. I was you know I had my water. I was drinking regularly. I wasn't trying to overdo it. But then my by my body's like uh yeah um we gotta get you over to the bathroom right now. And hmm. in order to facilitate that, we're gonna raise your body temperature a little bit. Bear in mind this is eighty to ninety degree weather. So thankfully, I did. I didn't die for a little while this time. I, I, you know, everything came out all right. But I did notice while I was in the bathroom that again, not doing a damn thing, I was drenched, and I hadn't jumped in the water. So Mm. yeah. (laughs) So again, it's one of those things. It's like it's like with the heat wave and everything. Yeah, relatable. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting at there. Um, but in terms of community day, I got there a little bit early, managed to get into a Rayquaza raid, get a Rayquaza on Pokemon Go. Not shiny, but that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Pokemon feature this time was Ralts, which everybody's been clamoring for. And so, of course, with, with the community day, the shiny odds the shiny odds are significantly increased. And, and so, of course, it's easier to catch them in shiny form. I managed to get my four because the Ralts family has has four has a uh, four Pokemon in it, and went about my day. Had some steak and shake. Went home. <laughs> yep. Because Tallahassee is the closest place for a goddamn steak and shake, and I love steak and shake. God damn it. Yeah. Steak and shake is so good. Yes. 
but yeah. So while all of that was going on, while while the 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 Pokemon Go and and me getting back on my shiny hunting shit because I did that a lot before then too. While all of that was going on, some other shit went down. Most recently, and by that I mean two ice within 12 hours the day before we were recording this on August 3rd. Not one, Mm -hmm. but two mass goddamn shootings. Two! In two completely different parts of the fucking country. We have the one in El Paso where you have people afraid to go and get checked out because, oh, ICE might come and, and pull the whole papers, please, and take them off to the camps and separate the families. You know, because that was the thing that was put out there. And then you had the one in Dayton, Ohio, which, I, of all the places to expect one, I don't expect it out of Dayton. Maybe it's because I don't understand the area very much, but I don't expect it out of Dayton. To me, Dayton, Ohio is just a place I drive through on my way to Columbus. That's that's what it is. And that one time I had to take a bus home from there because my truck broke down at one point and had to get towed. But that's a different story. So so you have these shootings happen. And already, I, 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 got, I got pissed at it, definitely at a couple of politicians on Twitter. They're like, oh, this is so tragic. This is so horrible. You assholes, you're sucking on the NRA cock and you know it. Shut the fuck up. Especially when it comes from goddamn Mike Pence or Donald Trump. Uh Uh-uh. No. You guys are the instigators behind all of these white supremacists. And let's face it, by and large, it is white people doing this and it is white supremacists doing this. You guys are the ones instigating this through your actions and through your words. So your your hands are just as bloody as theirs. Maybe Maybe not literally, but definitely metaphorically. So... Fuck, fuck you guys, and and fuck. Oh, by the way, uh, as as a bit of as a bit of a uh, uh, levity to this whole situation, I like the I like the nis- nickname Moscow Mitch, because <laughs> Mitch McConnell more and more is getting funding either directly through him or through his wife. I'm I, I'm not looking at it, so I'm not exactly sure, but in some way, shape, or form, he is getting funding through Russia for his political terms and for for all of this stuff, you know basically being bribed by the Russians and he apparently hates it if you call him Moscow Mitch because that means it might he might have to grow a conscience and, and oh god I think it was like uh, I want to say it was like a ProPublica or PBS or something like that they did a thing on Mitch McConnell and all, all of this so called spineless behavior or whatever it's nothing new he, he, he is spineless he is an opportunist and he, he is he is one of those that is willing to basically metaphorically blow the you know he's I was going to say metaphorically blow the cock but I, I use that way too much um, <laughs> but he, he, he is willing he's willing to do anything to keep his power because he has no scruples he has no morals except the morals he wants everybody else to have but oh he shouldn't have you know he shouldn't have to worry about having them because he's the one in power fuck Mitch McConnell. He's up for re-election in 2020. If you live in Kentucky, yeet his ass out. Uh, but, and, and in terms of these, these two shootings in particular, one of the things that is sticking out so much right now, and, and bear in mind, we're still, as, as we're recording this, we're still within the 12 hours of the Dayton shooting and within the 24 hours of the El Paso shooting. So 
So one thing that is sticking out is you have, and I've seen this mostly from right-wing media so far, they're blaming video games. Mm. They are blaming video games like Fortnite for the actions of these fucking shooters. No. Jack Thompson was not correct. He was never correct, and I'm glad he was disbarred. We do not want to use him as an example. So, if, if, you, if you believe... <coughs> first of all, if you believe that video games were the cause of this, you, you know, you, that means you're only listening to Fox News, and Fox News can go fuck themselves, number one. Number two... The evidence is there, especially for at least one of the shooters. They had their gun. They had like a whole like mini arsenal of guns arranged to spell out Trump's Trump's name. They invoke Trump's name, and again, they're white supremacists. Because I, I do seem to remember uh, the El Paso shooter saying something like, "I'm going to go in there and try and kill as me many Mexicans as possible." That's not that 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 is you know. If not white supremacy, definitely racist. Probably both. Most likely both. Uh, although I suppose you can't have white supremacy without racism, but, uh, what you know. Th but then I'm just splitting hairs. Uh, just, uh, when y'all, when y'all, when y'all take this so I can actually get some water. <laughs> uh. One of the, the things that I've seen going around about the Dayton shooter <clears throat> excuse me, is that um, the, the, the media is saying that this guy was bullied. Um, and, and immediately that was followed up by a bunch of people saying, this guy may have been bullied at some point, but he was also like a guy who harassed people and bullied other people. Yeah. And so I think this, I mean, like, bullying is something that um, we sort of point to as as a, uh, well, this is a source. It's like video games. It's easy to say, oh, well, he was bullied, and that's why he killed people. And that's, I mean, we were all bullied at some point. I mean, yep. like, we were a bunch of nerds who grew up in the 80s and 90s. We were all bullied yeah. at some point, and not all of us grew up into shooters. It's, it's just like with video games. If video games caused, were a direct cause of violence, there would be thousands hundreds of thousands of shooters because there's millions of people playing video games but yeah. that just isn't the case um and not that long ago uh just out of morbid curiosity i went back um because it was like the the whatever year anniversary of columbine and i did this to myself and i was went back and was rereading a bunch of stuff about columbine mm -hmm. and it also dealt with white supremacy Hmm. It, it was it, there was like a lot of like Hitler worship with those guys. Yeah. Um, like, w you know, people went back and reread their journals and stuff because we didn't quite have all the Internet in the world then. So there was a lot of like document checking and stuff that went on. And, and it was very, very like a little bit of Nazi worship in there. Um, yeah. And so you look at all the last couple of major shootings that have happened and we're seeing this common thread because we don't have a shit ton of mass shoot. We have almost no mass shootings in this country that are done by people of color or minorities or anything other than like male whites. Um, so there's like this, this common thread that is just running through all of them. 
and even in our discourse of like gun control we still ignore the reality of <clears throat> we do need to talk about guns but yeah we kind of also need to like talk about white men yeah because there's a lot of different things that are going into the this the psychology of these guys and it's so so easy to just say oh well this person was bipolar or they were depressed or something but we can't even blame mental illness on this because mentally ill people are more likely to be the victim of a crime than to be the committer of a crime yeah so we're we're so quick to try and put an easy label on it we want an easy label we want we want to say well it, it's just because that person was crazy or or that person was you know um played a lot of video games or or the guns are the problem but the truth is is that while all of those things may have been true even that combination doesn't always produce a killer right so we need to have a really hard look at what are the actual motivations, not what's the easiest sell on social media, what, what's the easiest thing for clickbait when you're making your article. Like the reality is that people are unhappy and that they think that violence is a solution, which it is just not. It is not accomplishing anything except for more death. Yeah. Like that's all it's doing. It's not it's not the solution to anything. Um, it's not getting your message across because whoever is you know, when you go out and try to do a mass shooting, you have a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. You're you're wanting to destroy for a reason. And that reason you know, usually mass shooters and shit have some sort of manifesto, some sort of some sort of reasoning for it, a, something that they want as the end result, whether it's it's to call the um, call attention to a cause or whatever, but that that is always left behind. Those reasons and that manifesto are always ignored in the favor of whatever is going to get more clicks. Yeah. So, like, first off, there's just there's got to be a better solution than than just going up and shooting people, unless your entire goal is to just kill. Yeah. And then, which congratulations. Yeah you're a piece of shit. I mean, they're all pieces of shit because they're going off killing people, but like, we're just ignoring all the, the real root causes, which is like, there's a lot of like toxic masculinity. There's racism. There's Hitler worship. There's all kinds of stuff in there. And we want to pin it on a surface level problem when yeah. really there's like such deep seated social issues that go into this, like the patriarchy, for example, not to be that feminist, but <laughs> Like, it seriously is a problem, guys. We've got to do something. Yeah. And and to your, to your point about killing not accomplishing anything, I would say 99% of the time, yeah. The, I think the only way it would accomplish something is if it would take out somebody who would have been otherwise been a greater threat. Take that as you will. Um, mm. But other than that, you know, yeah. I, I, can, get on, I can get on board with that sentiment. Because it's like, you know, because... And, and and even if even if words aren't gonna work with like a certain group or whatever, you know, there are other ways you could do it without killing them, because unless, ba in on a base in, on a base uh, level, I think most I I, I would want to say most people should have at least 
a one or one or a few chances at actual redemption for themselves. For the most part, there are some that are just irredeemable and should never be allowed to interact with society ever again. You know, assuming they're not dangerous. But you know, but that's that's also the base level. If it turns out they're not irredeemable, then you you know, you you get them you yeet them out of society, preferably through peaceful means. But, you know, again, if they're dangerous, if they are a legitimate danger, that's a whole different topic. And even then, and, and, I'm, and as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, well, wait, they could use that to say this about other groups who are not really dangerous, but maybe they want that particular group to be ostracized and maybe shot upon with, with you know, basically open season on this group, even though they're not really mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, that that's see where all of this goes it's like yeah point is it's complicated <laughs> yeah that's the point uh, that, that that's the main point here um but and how do we fix it all i mean one of the ways we can fix it all is is uh education and, and i know some people are like oh but but education system is shot they don't give money well how do you fix that well one of the things you could do you can make sure more money goes to education that means putting politicians in place that will give money to education, to the public education, and not just let it go down by the wayside for all of these private schools, which there can be a place for private schools, but it should not be the major or only means of education. Everybody who wants an education should be allowed access to get one. And for your public education, you know, you should have enough money to be able to not only teach, you know, teach your students Whatever, whatever age they may be, the proper and current curriculum, but also I think we went on about it on a previous show or two, also feed them properly. But that's, a, that's yeah. also a side tangent. Um, you know, that's one way to go about it, educating, you know, making sure people understand. And, and even our popular media, we can use that too because there are shows. Science fiction is really good for this, showing, hey, um, this, this thing right here, yeah, this is what's happening here. This is this is a similar situation. This is how it could very well and most likely will play out. So you might want to take this as a warning. I think they tried to do that with 1984, and unfortunately, the wrong people are taking that and saying, "Oh, hey, a blueprint." <laughs> so, so again, it, it's oh. Point is, fuck these shooters, fuck these white supremacists, and fuck Trump, and fuck Pence, and fuck the GOP. For for uh, um um oh, word 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 I ah for for inciting them, that may not be the word I really really want, but that's the first one that came up. Uh, encouraging, I guess that that also counts too. Uh, so Michelle, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I was watching some video footage of El Paso, uh, on our um, one of our news channels and. The shooter actually came in wielding his shotgun, wearing ear defenders. Oh, he wow. went in with purpose. Yeah. That yeah, you you can look that up. I'm sure it's it's available somewhere. He he went in wearing ear defenders, not just carrying the gun, but actually had ear defenders on as well. Yeah. So whatever else he was saying, that's the visual. Mm-hmm. That is the visual. Um have you guys heard of Sirius the Skeptic? Um He's a YouTuber. Like He's, he's an atheist YouTuber, does lots of um, other stuff. He does, some, um, does a lot of anti-NIFB um, stuff. And 
Um, like, it does the occasional flat earth stuff because that's just fun. Yeah. But he, I don't know exactly what his um, specialty is, but he was talking about something called, um, I think it's called, uh, stochastic terrorism, okay. where basically if you are suggesting or saying or dog whistling, a certain, uh, I think he he's a really sim- uh, silly example of like everyone who is, uh, you know, gummy jolly ranchers. Yeah, they should be killed. They should. They should just. They, they should be part of society anymore. And people are like, oh, that's just it is. That's really wrong. What does it matter? But then you keep saying it, and then you keep saying it, and then one person is like, that fucker's eating Jolly Ranchers. He gonna die. Yeah. And, and then you say that it's this whole area of study that I'm only I'm only understanding from what he's saying in his videos. But it's actually a thing. It's like um, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's called stochastic terrorism where if you feed, if you, if you just drip, 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 eventually you're going to get an overspill. Yeah. And eventually it's going to go. And I found it fascinating. Yeah. And, and, <coughs> oh, look, what has happened in this country? Donald Trump saying things mm. like Mexicans are animals. They're, they're rapists. The, the, the immigrants are here illegal. They, they want to take your jobs. And they keep repeating that over and over and over and over and over and over ad nauseum. <coughs> Gee, I wonder why white people are shooting brown people. I wonder why. And this is the thing that really fucks me off about you guys. You are an immigrant nation. Yeah. That's it. You're an immigrant nation. You took over. Sorry, it's just. I don't know. You know. I don't know how far back my ancestors go to that. I don't know. You know how far removed I am from the areas or whatever. But it's like. You guys took over in the first place and then tried to set it up as the white man's land. No, it was never the white man's land. Exactly. This is part of my problem with, like, uh, we worship our history. But the convenient parts of it, not mm-hmm. the inconvenient parts of it. Yeah. As a country, we worship cowboys. Mm. Like, we have, our gun culture goes back really, really far because that's how the West was won. And that's why... Mm like other other countries <coughs> ban guns with fewer problems than America can because we see it as part of our god-given right because that's how we took our country um was through guns. Yeah. So like it's but we have this this absolute love of our own history. We just we pat ourselves on the back for its existence even though it is all death. Mm-hmm. Our entire history. We like we we reenact wars, and I know we're not the only country that does it, but fuck, it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Like we we reenact the Civil War, we reenact the Revolutionary War. We love our history, so we have a hard time looking at it through anything other than rose-colored glasses, and that's why our schools don't teach. History as it really happened, we teach like the convenient part of history. We talk about <laughs> westward expansion, and we really, really gloss over shit like the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. We we don't talk about like how much culture we stole from, um, like the the Spanish presence, whatever you want to call it at that time. I don't know what the right terms are, but like. Yeah. What is now Mexico? How much of our cowboy culture we stole from them, and we worship it because we put it into movies and we made them all star white white men, and we erased everything inconvenient to our own narrative. 
Yeah. Um, we, we don't teach enough about how many lives it cost. And, and we don't teach about the presence of anything other than, you know, like we briefly talk about Native Americans and maybe we'll talk about the Spanish-American War or something, but how much of our cultures we've stolen from people who came before us. Yeah. And, and, and then we have the audacity to tell people to go the fuck away. I was actually listening to this podcast where for a very long time there were no immigration regulations. And um, and people were coming over in droves and droves and droves, you know, like a thousand people a day in Ellis Island. And then the United States decided that they didn't like the ratio of the the of how many non-whites were coming over. Mm-hmm. And I do mean white, not European, but specifically white, because too many Italians were coming over and too many Armenians were coming over. And so especially too many Chinese were coming over. So they decided that there was going to be a new system. And the new system was that they were going to let over as many Germans as they wanted and many English as they wanted, but non-whites. So anybody whose skin wasn't fucking porcelain, now they were going to start cutting down on those people. So suddenly the Italians couldn't come over as much because they might be a little bit tanner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they like put a, they definitely didn't want any Asians or Africans coming over. So they put a, like a stopper on non-whites coming in. Like you could still come in, but a lot, they would allow a lot less people. Yeah. Um, and like, so this is fairly recent history in terms of all of human history. It was, they decided that they, they didn't want the country to get any darker. And that just absolutely, like we've said, it's just mind-blowing because we're an immigrant nation. We're literally made up of people who came from other places and we killed the people who were here before in order to do it. And we've decided that we're going to set a precedent because we don't want brown people coming in. And it's mind-blowing. It is absolutely disgusting. Because I know, I, I live in the Midwest, I know shit-tons of people who are like, well, people can come over legally if they really want to be here. Mm. And they have no idea how difficult immigration is or what other people's lives are like or even what, what immigration even really looks like. And we've said it before and we'll say it again, but seeking asylum is not illegal. Yeah. Nope. Seeking asylum in the United States of fucking America is not illegal. We should not be putting people into fucking concentration camps because they are trying to do better for themselves. That is insane. That is absolutely filthy thing to do. And it is unbecoming of the country that was founded. Exactly. Uh. I mean, to that point, we kind of have an asylum issue. Not so much that we don't want to take people, and it, it's not just us, it's around Europe as well, where there's like quotas, you've got the um, Syrian refugees and, and the people from those areas, and, and it's like, yeah, okay, but we, we can take some people, but we can only take a certain amount of people, because, generally speaking, we're a lot smaller. I mean, yeah. we were just playing with the maps before we started. England fits on top of Florida. It just about is the same size as Utah. We, um, Alaska's stupidly big. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah. It's... You know, Germany can only take so many people. France can only take so many people because we're all quite close together. We can only take certain people. And so I don't know how exactly it works. I don't know if there's like a point system. I think children obviously get priority. But that is the only... I mean, outside of nuance, the major issue is room. 
Yeah. Can we physically take on this many this many people? Yeah. Whereas, Whereas you're just like, yeah, we got room. Fuck it. You're not having it. Yeah. Whereas here in America, <laughs> even even without even discounting the fact that we could probably build some new housing in certain places because we have we have a lot of um, we we have a lot of uh, field and meadow and and places where houses are generally not built that we can put mm. people if if we really want to um, you know other nuances nuanced stuff aside um, yeah we we have that room but we also have buildings in major cities even even here in Graceville we have some buildings that are not being used that could house homeless people that could house mm. asylum seekers. We have the means to either use what we have, and if that's not enough, build more. We have the fucking means to do it. We don't because this administration, the, the, in, by administration, I am talking the executive branch, is full of racist white supremacists who squick at the thought of brown people doing anything but serving them their tea or being their motherfucking warm holes. <laughs> that's that's all it is. And and of course you have the rich people, oh, not in my backyard. Fuck your nimbies. Fuck nimbies. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's a combination of all of these. We have the means, just white people are too white people to do it. Mm. Mm. And rich people and, are too rich and, people to do it. I should also and, say. We come up with a million reasons of why, I mean, like, it's complicated. It's not as simple as there's a house available, give that house to that person. There's a lot of stuff that goes into being a citizen of the United States. But the mm. point is, is that it's it's not so difficult that we shouldn't try. You yeah. know, it's, you know, w we assume as a country, as a whole, the, the assumption is is that we don't want all of these people coming into our country because they're going to take our jobs and because we're going to pay for it all. That's, that's I think, the agenda that the right has pushed with this anti-immigration thing, is that there's a bunch of people and they are coming in and they're going to t steal your jobs and they're going to bring crime. And um, meanwhile, we have so many jobs that are going out there unfulfilled. There are empty homes all over the place because nobody can afford to move into them. Mm -hmm. The economy is just trash. Yeah. Um, and, and like we hear stories all the time about there's like, there's nobody out there picking fields in California because we had always had a bunch of illegal immigrants doing it. And now they can't go to work because they're too afraid. Yeah. So like the jobs are there. <coughs> yeah. It, it's, it, I'm reminded of when um what was it hurricane katrina hit mm. and all of these other countries tried to send us doctors mm -hmm. and we said no wow we, like cuba cuba tried to send some of its best doctors to come in and help and we said no because that's how much we are fucked up we are so messed up as a country our, our our distrust of others is so great that we would let our own people die before we would agree to get some help from someone else. Yeah. If they are brown. So, like, we have enough houses in this country to house all of the homeless. And mm. the homeless and veterans, specifically, are, are groups that um, we, we use as, say, dissuadence, I guess, to say, well, why should we let immigrants in if we can't even take care of our own people? We need to take care of our own people first. 
And that's just a way of saying, I'm never going to deal with immigrants because we are never going to take care of our own people. The, the greatest group in poverty in this country is children. Mm -hmm. Children yeah. are the hungriest people in this country. And we won't even take care of them, as we have established on previous episodes. Of, yeah. We'd rather let children starve than let somebody else pay off their debt. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. We care more about money than anything else in the world, um, more than life itself. Mm -hmm. And sorry for going so long on these tangents, dear listeners, but <laughs> yeah. like, this is like the episode right here. It's, yeah. It's like... It's, it's, <laughs> it's that we as a society don't want to do anything that might potentially take our taxes, you know, because mm -hmm. that's the fear. That's the, the Republicans have always driven this. We're going to cut taxes to people and it's going to make everything better. And it really hasn't lately. Yeah. Because, um, because we're only cutting taxes on, on the rich and it's just giving more money to the rich and it's never going to make anybody's lives better. No. Um, no. And, and, and so I think that's the fear that we've driven into the, the right and their voters is that if, if we let all these new people in, that they're going to take money from the government to support them like they do all of those people who are living off of food stamps and shit, even though that's not a really a race thing either. Hmm. Um, and, and we're going to have to give them all of our money and it's going to cost the taxpayers millions of dollars, billions of dollars in money to pay for all these fucking immigrants. When really we could just like build a couple less airplanes as a government and and we could house and clothe and feed a bunch of people. But we won't do that. We won't do that. But also the implication that these that if we let immigrants in, that they are just going to need continuous financial support forever and ever and ever, and that that's going to cost the taxpayers is also kind of false. I don't, I don't really have any like statistics for that. I just think that if you give somebody a proper opportunity to get a job without a bunch of fucking red tape and get a house without a bunch of fucking red tape and support themselves without a bunch of fucking red tape, that that they will become a productive member of society. Yeah. <clears throat> But we don't want to give them that because we don't actually want them to be here. So we're going to put a bunch of red tape in the way and then go, oh, it's their fault. Yeah. Yeah. To, to Kat's point about your over-fetishizing your history and such, and I'm going to at you just now, uh, there's this thing on CBS, it's about a week old. Drew Patriot, this Navy SEAL saw a broken American flag and was determined to climb up the flagpole to fix it. I couldn't buy, go buy this flag with um, this morning without it giving it everything I had, he said. And conveniently, someone's taken some video of him doing it. Yeah. Now, the reason the reason I know about it is because someone else I follow on Twitter um, made a post, um, like a comment to it. And it's, this is brilliant. And this is an American um, guy saying this. Mm -hmm. It's an inanimate piece of cloth, you absolute clowns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, we literally make, make defacing the flag a crime. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. We we are so nationalistic and so obsessed with symbols, with the yeah. symbols of our country, with the the image of the White House, the image of a flag. We're obsessed with it. We consider just wearing that to make us better people. Like it's obscene. But it, that is true. Like, we think that the more patriotic we are, the more that we say we love our country, that that makes us better people. But if we are going to ignore 
what our country stands for, which was again an immigrant nation. Mm-hmm. Bring me your what is what is on the Statue of Liberty. Bring, Bring me your tired, your, your poor, for your, your masses. masses. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in any of that anymore as a country. We should give it back. Yeah. Like, I'm serious. We should give the Statue of Liberty back because that's not what our country is anymore. Cool. We, we can stick it in the channel. We don't give a shit about the poor. We don't give a shit about other people's huddled masses. We don't care. We only care about preserving the white people who are already in power here. That is what our national agenda is. We are not helping even our own country, much less trying to be a beacon of hope for other people. And what sucks is that we still are. Like, with all of the information that's out there about all the shit, the bad shit that happens to people (laughs) in this country, people still want to come here to find a better life. And we can't (laughs) even give them that, because we're the fucking worst. Yeah. We're really in a bad place right now, guys. Yeah. And I'm... Sorry, go Sorry, ahead. I'm, I'm completely down with you giving France back the Statue of Liberty. Like I said, stick it in the channel. We can both enjoy it. There you go. Yeah. It would be a lot like, cheaper just, for me to visit it. <laughs> just give it back. We don't deserve it. We can, we'll, we'll, We should just put a really big tarp over it. Yeah. The taxpayers will buy. Uh, just put a really big tarp over it. And then once immigration laws make sense again, and we're not putting them in concentration camps... And mm-hmm. we're actually being a beacon of hope for other people in a realistic way. Then we can take the tarp off and fuck every tourist who goes to New York to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, just and, so, and 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 in terms of these this episode and re- recent episodes where we talk about this stuff and we keep bringing it up, we keep bringing it up. I know some people probably are a little tired of it. I understand. It does get exhausting. It does get tiring. But at the same time. It's stuff that still needs to be said. Yep. You know, so it, it needs to be discussed. Even if even if we're broken records at this point, you, you know, some anvils need to be dropped, motherfuckers. Okay? <laughs> they, they... We are a broken record uh, playing in an echo chamber, but it still is like, it's all we can do. Yeah. You know, and, and if yeah. all we can do is add our voices, then so be it. That's what we can do. And with that... We are going to go ahead and head to our break, and when we come back, we'll have some considerably lighter stuff. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you then. Hey, folks, we'll get back to the show in a moment, but first I want to tell you about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is what I use to get around all of the YouTube adpocalypse bullshit, and while I don't have a lot right now, every little bit does help. And if you like what you hear or what you see on any of my videos or podcasts, head on over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of these things early before anybody else does, and you can get them completely ad-free. Yeah, I know YouTube right now is technically ad-free, but at some point I'm probably going to get big enough to where ads will start coming in. And those can be annoying, so you want to avoid that, right? If you go ahead and go now over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx, leave a dollar, five dollars, doesn't matter how much, you can get all of these, again, you can get them early, and you get them without ads. Even when I reach the point on YouTube to where ads can be put on these videos. So, it's a win-win. And you can even avoid the ads that go up on the Anchor versions that go out to all of the other websites that are out there. No ads! It's great! Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gomer21xx. Alright, and this week on the... TV Tropes guest segment. Woo! 
Uh, I, th- I think that's what I'm actually going to call it. I need to do a better uh, plug of it in the main part of the show before the break instead of after the break this time. But you know, it's it's getting it's a start. It's a little bit of a rough one. Um, but yeah. So the last time I did one of these, uh, the the answer was in fact Josuke Hikashikata. Hikash, how would you pronounce it? Part four, Jos Jojo. Part four, Josuke. is who we're talking about Uh, and that was sent in by Eli the cartoon hero who got it right yay Um, so yeah and and it was kind of a medium thing because uh, you know a bunch of people who do listen to this also probably are Jojo fans so Um, yeah but this one I'm only going to give you I'm going to actually give you a hint just because the cast list is so large this one is a Pokemon so that narrows the cast down to 809 uh, well, 800-something. You know, between 809 and 850 at this point. Um, but again, this is off of a TV Tropes page. Um, and it talks about one particular Pokemon. Um, if you follow Pokemon, then you'll, you will you might be able to get it a little easier. If not, well, who knows? Um, but uh, but all, of these, all of these answers can't be found just by looking at TV Tropes. So... Um, you know, if, if you want to make it challenging for yourself, don't look it up. But you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame you or or, or poke at you too much if you do look it up. Um, but anyways, enough rambling. Here we go. All right. So this week, uh, again, your only hint is it is a Pokemon, and the trope in question is sealed evil in a duel. And it reads as such: In the third generation, pitting two of this Pokemon against each other would result in an endless battle because neither can attack directly, and when struggle kicked in, the negligible damage would be repeated if either one had left had the leftovers item, which would heal them enough to repeal the struggle damage, and neither could switch due to shadow tag. That is the entry. There is a quote here, but the quote might give it away. So, so that is it. Um, pitting two, you know, sealed evil in a duel, endless battle, but because of struggles negligible damage and the fact that it could be healed off easily with leftovers now if you want to answer this week's uh tv tropes guess the best way you can do that is to go to the entry the uh twitter post for this episode and leave a reply with the hashtag tv tropes guess that will help me to go and gather them all together here and i have if nobody gets it right, or if there are some really weird answers out there that are not correct, but they amuse the hell out of me anyway, I can read some of those off as well. And you win, well, you win nothing really. <laughs> but it's a fun little thing. Um, so yeah, that is it for this time, and we'll get back to the show. And we are back from our break. And something I forgot to mention before we went into this break, um, but uh, with, with the little break segments that I've been recording, I've taken to going on TV Tropes, looking up a specific character or whatever, and reading off a trope and see what viewers would be willing would, would be willing and able to guess. I, I, I say viewers, listeners. You, you get the idea, though. Um, and, and it's a fun little thing. Uh, this week might be a little bit easier because I feel like I may have given away too much of a hint but we'll, we'll have to see um and i was not surprised with the first one that i put out there uh the first one was a jojo reference so of course <laughs> um but yeah you don't say yeah 
<laughs> but but this this one might also be a little easier. But we'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. Um, <coughs> and then before we get to the news, there was one thing I did forget to bring up because we 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 did rant a little bit about rich people and and, and all of them. Uh, there was a data breach. I, I believe it was data breach at the with a Capital One recently, mm-hmm. and you know got everybody's information was put out there. I'm not a Capital One customer, so it didn't affect me, but it affected other people. Here's the thing about that, okay? You know, if, you, and this is, this, I put this under the category of, you really shouldn't do this, but if you're going to, try it this instead. Um, you shouldn't go and breach the data of all of these banks and, and put all this these people's information out there. Um, but if you're going to do it anyway, Make it the one percent only, just because fuck them. You know they have too much money to begin with. They are not paying their fair share. They can afford to lose some money here and there. You know, and and I know it can go further. You know, because they could be docs. They could they could have other things happen to them as well. But if you keep with the money, they can afford to lose some. In fact, you could probably take enough. You could probably take, I would say, probably fifty percent of a one percenters. <laughs> Um, current <coughs> funds, and they would earn that back within a month yeah. if it takes that long. So you're not, really, you're, not, you know, you're not hurting them in the long run. You just make them pissed because oh no, my 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 entitled my entitlement to my riches. Uh, don't do it to poor people. Do it to rich people. Come on, that that's what you got to do. I mean, you want they want class warfare. You can give it to them. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, seriously. Um, you know, breaching data and, and hacking and all of that, not really cool. But again, if you must, aim high. Go for the 1%, please. Don't fuck <laughs> over the middle and poor classes, all right? That, that's just common courtesy, people. Common courtesy. Uh, any thoughts, Kat? No. <laughs> all right. Um, so with that, we are going to go ahead and head to our news. And I, I purposefully tried to make it lighter than usual although there is one thing that's gonna have a couple of dark bumps here and there but that's just the nature of the thing that's uh being done there um but uh but otherwise it's relatively lighter and stuff we can kind of play around with and have fun with um this first one's out of japan um you might get hurt it says a sign at the entrance to a tokyo play spot uh some parks in japan are pretty strict about what visitors can and can't do for example, some have signs prohibiting kids from playing catch or soccer, while, other go, while others go, even go so far as to ban practicing comedy routines. Tough room. Uh. <laughs> Hanegi Play Park, H-A-N-E-G-I. Did I say that right, Kat? Hanegi, yeah. Hanegi, okay. Hanegi State Park, though, is different. Very, very different. A subsection of Hanegi Park in Tokyo's Setagaya Ward at the center of Hanegi Play Park You'll find the building um, where kids can get all sorts of play equipment. You may also notice, uh, the original article has a picture of this. Uh, there are kids on the roof. What you won't notice, though, is a conventional stairway or ladder that leads to the roof and or any sort of safety railing around it. It's basically kids on top of a house. I, I really should have went through this a little bit better, but that that's on me. That's because Hanagi Play Park is more concerned with letting kids play freely than keeping them 100% safe all the time. 
This philosophy also manifests itself in some of the quote-unquote play items offered to kids, like actual sharpened saws, nails, and hammers. Oh, and playing with fire is okay, too. In addition to just-for-fun bonfires, kids can also have open-air cookouts, and there are also garden plots where rice is grown. You'll need a good knife for most types of cooking, but don't worry, because Hanagi Play Park sometimes has a knife-sharpening lessons. A lot of wooden slides and other play equipment had, had a handmade look to it, because it is handmade. You'll frequently see kids themselves hammering together wooden boards to make forts or other simple structures. Isn't this dangerous, you might be asking, and the park itself acknowledges that it is. Sort of. Uh, the news the reporters spoke to two volunteers, and the play park also has paid staff, they also note. Mothers who frequented frequented the arc when their own children were younger, and they told us, of course, sometimes get the kids get small injuries, but that's usually a learning experience from them for them rather. We want people to know who the purpose of letting the, we want people who know the purpose of letting kids play to visit our park. That's worded weirdly, but I, I get the idea. Uh, as for fire safety, the volunteers told us at the time of the park's founding 40 years ago, there was resistance from the local authorities. But after extended meetings with the fire department and explaining the setup, the park was planning for cooking and bonfire spaces, their plan was approved. I said that sentence awkwardly. Uh, still, it could be a little jarring to be walking through what, what at first seems like a totally ordinary neighborhood park, only to suddenly come across kids wielding saws, building fires, and scaling buildings. So, to make sure no one thinks they've stumbled into a suburban Tokyo version of Lord of the Flies, there are prominent signs posted at the edges of Hanagi Play Park, such as, Dear Kids, this is Hanagi Play Park, a place for you to play. We think you'll have fun lighting bonfires, digging holes, making forts, splashing water, staring into space, playing, or just watching everyone else. Let's try doing the things we want to try doing. That looks fun. That looks scary. I wonder if I could do that. On second thought, on second thought maybe not. It's all up to you. If you do something well, that's great. If you don't do it well, then you've learned something new. You might run into problems, get confused, or even get hurt. But people from the neighborhood, men and women, moms and dads, boys and girls, are here, and so are play worker staff members. This is a play this is a play place that everyone creates together. You're not alone, so say hello. Let's have fun. Uh, there's also another sign that says, "Play as you like and take responsibility for yourself." Uh, Hanagi Play Park isn't the only park of its kind in Tokyo. It's part of the Boken Asobiba. A S O B I B A. Asobiba. Yes, thank you. It's a good thing we have cat here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or also known as Adventure Play Places Association, uh, which has dozens of partners throughout the city. However, Hanagi is the largest scale and also the only one that's staffed six days a week. Hanagi is staffed every day but Tuesday, while other locations operate less frequently. With its unique philosophy, the park definitely isn't for everyone, but if its way of thinking makes sense to you, it can make for a day neither you nor your kids will ever forget. Now, this... Honestly, I kind of like the idea. Because kids are curious creatures. They're going to want to try and do things. They want to try and build things. Like, I, I, I brought up the, the foster kids earlier in the show. And when they're here, I would notice the, the younger one, you know, the youngest one, I should say, you know, he would try and build things like out on our back porch or whatever, try and do different things here and there and, and let his creative mind flow. And that's pretty cool. And, and it's not like he's not doing it without any kind of, you know, safety net of any sort. Because we're all here. All of us adults are here. If something happens, we could, you know, we can put a Band-Aid on it. We can take them to the hospital if necessary. It hasn't been necessary, and I don't think it will be. But you get the point. Somebody is here to help if necessary. So, 
And that's what this park seems like to me. It's like, okay, all of these kids are getting together, doing their thing, and you have adults around that can either help, you know, they, they can encourage, and if something happens, an adult's right there, boom, it's all taken care of. It's, it's, it's like, it's controlled chaos, I guess, <laughs> to, put, to put a thing on it. Because chaos, not, but, but not chaos in the, oh my God, everything is going to die sense, chaos in the unorganized sense. Mm. Um, so, so it, it's, it's just this little area kids can go and they can experiment. And that's pretty cool. So, you know, and then once that's all out of their systems and maybe they decide, oh, hey, maybe I like working on construction. So I'll go work a construction job. Or I just want to daydream and this place helps me relax and the hustle and the bustle helps, you know, all of that good shit. That's okay, too. That's what I'm getting from all of this, and it sounds great. Um, Kat, having having lived in Japan longer than we have, uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, so from the, the – and granted, this was a while ago, but when I lived in Japan, I lived there for 10 months. And um, I will say for the kids, I saw in 10 months maybe a total of – three kids crying in public total. Mm -hmm. And one of them was not Japanese. Th that kid was European or something. It was the only full-blown meltdown that I saw in 10 months in Japan was a white kid. Right. <laughs> like a tourist's kid or something. Um, maybe French or something. I don't know. Oh. So I was like, oh, oh, three times. And I lived near like two different schools. I lived near like, I definitely lived a couple, like on the same block as an elementary school. Mm -hmm. So, like, I saw kids every day, and these kids, uh, these Japanese kids, are so polite. It is just ridiculous. Like, it is night and day to American kids. Um, having just spent a bunch of time around a bunch of American kids and taking them in public where there's other American kids, kids are monsters. Kids are running and screaming and, and getting into fights, and it's, it's a lot of youthful energy. Um, and then what I noticed out of Japanese kids was very, it was like way more focused. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a difference in culture of how the kids over there are disciplined and each one has their ups and downs. Um, they're, they're, it's not perfect over there, but it, it certainly is like a lot calmer. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what it's like behind closed doors for these families, just in a public space, the kids tend to be more polite and more reserved. Um, and uh, so I would totally trust a group of Japanese kids with their parents' supervision to do this sort of thing. Like, this is becoming more and more common knowledge, but in schools in Japan, like, even in elementary schools, kids help clean up the school. Yeah. Like, kids help cook lunches. Kids help, like, sweep the floors and stuff like that because it teaches them a life skill that they're going to need later in life. But it also teaches them responsibility and um, being aware of public space and how you treat things. Yeah. And that is something that we do not do in our country. Mm -hmm. And it shows. And, um, and so, like, I can totally see there being a park where kids are hammering things and building things. Because that seems like a very Japanese thing to do. It seems like, how did I never think of the Japanese doing this? Them teaching kids how to build things and and make fires and, and all that kind of stuff makes total sense because this is a skill they might need later in life. Yeah. And, and it's like, wow, I, I love it. I love it. If there was any group of children in the whole world that I would trust to do it without killing each other, it is the Japanese. Yes. Um, 
And I'm a little bit biased because all the Japanese kids I ever saw there were so cute and so sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, gosh, absolutely love this idea. And the whole thing about kids running around on the roof, that is not just this place, like roof access and like doing stuff on the roof is really quite normal in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like mm. most buildings have roofs that, roofs, roofs, um, Um, roofs that you could go up and do stuff on at in my dormitory there was a roof and you could go up there and hang your laundry yeah um my college campus i think every building had a roof you could go on to and just sit up there quiet and study and they kind of just trust that you're not gonna fall off or jump off or anything there's like a rail and that's it yeah (laughs) and oh Um, and other places might have more precautions to keep people from throwing themselves over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's pretty common to have roof access. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to like all of the anime that I've watched over the years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's that, like that is more Japan centric as opposed to Jojo, which is not very Japan centric, but yeah. I'm thinking like Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, that, that there's a few examples in that where roof access right there, boom, you know, I mean, I, th- I think just even at their school, they had they had roof access. I mean, it was yeah. part of a notable, very angsty scene for uh, Dark Yugi. Um, but still, uh, you know, I it, it's one of those things that that's my mind is making the connections between what you're talking about with the roof access. And it's like, yeah, well, hey, there's a reason why it's an anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just part of normal culture. Not to to take this too far off the rails, but I wish we did that here. Because I I don't know if it's more expensive or the way that we do things is more expensive, but they just have less large houses and more apartments. So they just, you have to use that top floor because you need every piece of space that you can get. Yeah. Mm. But a lot of companies or schools or whatever can choose to like, there's a lot of like, like rooftop parks and gardens and stuff like that. And that is something I wish I had. I wish mm. I had like a rooftop garden where I could go up and put all my plants up there and 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 just, you know, like use a wide open space with a good view. I yeah. love that idea. I want that so badly. Yeah, I mean, I mean especially especially with uh you know with like, you know, global warming deforestation or whatever and the CO2 building up. <clears throat> one of those things ideas that I had like growing up when I was, you know, was first thinking about things like this is like why not just plant trees or whatever on tops of buildings? I mean, obviously not like the big trees because that would, that would get a little too heavy. But, you know, we have mm-hmm. the buildings. We, you'll put plants on top of every building. Maybe that would help. I don't know. if Now, in practice, I don't know if that's practical, but that's a hell of an idea. And, and you know, the mm-hmm. roof gardens, something to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, Michelle, what do you ha- what do you think? Well, when you first started, I was like, ooh. You said about saws and nails and such. And, oh, and then you said about adult supervision. I was like, oh, okay, then we're supervised. Um, to Kat's point, it's not just American kids. Um, I've known some really snotty British kids. Um, for example, I was um, doing was on the pick. Um, this kid dropped a bit of wrapper. I was like, oh, would you mind passing the wrapper over for me? Because it's my birthday. I don't want to do shit. Wow. He was all of like twelve or thirteen. He wasn't Skype like the whole time I was doing the town. I don't think I've ever seen that kid in school. Wow. Like, this is this is term time. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's, this town particularly is quite shabby. Um, other towns, the kids are a bit politer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in Lechworth, where my family lives, they're, they're, a, they're a bit politer. Yeah. 
Um, but no, Shitty Kids aren't an American exclusive, so don't worry too much about that one. <laughs> yeah. no, I just don't know if it's like all Western kids and then maybe Asian, like more, like as a generic rule, Asian kids are more polite. So I can Possible. only speak personally to American kids and Japanese kids. Yeah, right. no, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but no, it sounds like fun. It sounds like the sort of thing I probably would have enjoyed. I don't know if I would necessarily been. I possibly would have been playing with the, the tools and such and saying, oh, what does this do and how do I do this? And probably failing at trying to build whatever I was trying to build, but um, you know, trying it and all. It did, I guess it would depend on my mood because like, someday I'll probably be the kid just sitting and, and, and being quiet and other days I'll be like, you know, the kid's like, how does this work? What do we do with this? How, do, how does that fit together? Um, but yeah, as an idea, I just think it's really neat. And the other one is the same, but maybe cats will have some knowledge. Would it be like, there'd be like a fee to go in there just like to cover some basic costs or would it just literally be you walk in and, and you're done you can just get on with it because i mean even then if there was like a voluntarily you know voluntary you know chuck a few yen in or whatever and they're like yeah yeah, yeah. you don't have to pay but here, here's the bucket <laughs> yeah ah, the article doesn't say but you know they yeah. probably try something like that over here though oh we, you can come in and be all the destructive you want but you gotta pay for it oh you're poor never mind go go blow up uh go 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 Steal some cherry bombs will blow up fish in the creek or something. Which is, which is what kids have done over the years. Yeah. Uh, so, um, it sounds fun. Yeah. It, it does sound, sounds like a lot of fun. And so, yeah, like I said, the sort of thing I would have done. Uh, the roof access thing, again, uh, I know there are some places in London, like there's a roof restaurant, there's some places that I've heard talked about, but I've not experienced it myself. But, Honestly, it sounds like it might be a little bit in the higher price bracket, but to the point about um, roof access, um, at the when the when the first couple of chapters of Harry Potter, there was a whole thing about him getting into trouble for being on the school roof. So yeah, yeah we we don't do, we don't do the roof access thing. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah it's like don't be up there; it's dangerous. I mean, I guess litigation's a thing, you know, like you don't want people to have access. But again, if it becomes a natural thing, it becomes a normal thing, if people aren't idiots about it, then why not? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so, sounds fun. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go from there. We'll go to Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Most customers are worried about gas pup skimmers these days, but Kansas resident Holly Malkamez had another reason to be nervous. She stopped to fill up at a local gas station in Gardner, but was shocked when she saw something strange crawling inside the touchscreen. I tried to come Ooh. up with every possible scenario that it wouldn't be an actual snake. <laughs> but then I saw its head and I knew it was real then, she told the local news. This, there it was, a snake stuck inside the gas pump, slithering in between the glass and a screen that read, Thank you for shopping with us today. <laughs> Malkamas posted the video to Facebook. She says the next day someone opened up the pump to release the snake and the snake appeared unharmed. If that had been me, this report would have also had an... And after noticing the snake, the uh, the local gas station actually had to clean up. Um, how do you say? Uh, I would have shat myself. Is basically what I'm getting at. I would have gone with bodily fluids, but carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Point is, yeah. Oh, videophobe here. Yeah, I would have been like, uh, nope, 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 nope. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, just. Ugh. But but in, in all honesty, I'm glad everything's okay. You know, the snake was okay. You know, they got it out. But but yeah, that that would have mm, a video of open me. No, um, 
Uh, Michelle, what about you? What are your thoughts on this one? I probably been like, I might have had a like Ugh, moment, but honestly, I probably sat there like watching it, like tapping on the glass, like, "You're right in there, buddy." Yeah, I'd probably try and talk to it, <laughs> just like. <laughs> I would have told someone. I'd be like, there's a thing, maybe taking a couple of pictures and filmed it. I, mean, I don't know if there is actually footage. Um, but yeah, I'd be like, there's a snake in here. Yeah. Is it all right? Is it like, you know, just, I, 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 I'd be talking to it. I'm like, you know, buddy, <laughs> you, you know, how did you get in there? Tell me, tell me a story, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's awesome. it wasn't great. Uh, Can you say how oh. big it was? Because, you know, I can I imagine a. We're not talking pythons here. We're talking like maybe a corn snake or something, right? Yeah, yeah, something small. Uh, which again, <laughs> still ophidiophobe doesn't matter. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would be most curious about how it got in there. Like, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. How? How? Mm. That would be my reaction. After Tell the initial panic, I would yelp, and then I would be like, "What the fuck? How did it get in there?" Admittedly, once I got over my initial fear, that would be my next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. What the fuck? And, and and I wish they had said. I wish they had said how it got in there. Oh God, just uh, oh. So uh, our next story. It's kind of kind of a story, kind of a, uh, a week this this day in history thing that I found on UPI.com. And the day we're recording this is August fourth. So keep that in mind as I go through this. Um, but they go over a few things in history. And and this is where some of the where it's going to get a little bumpy with high and low because history. So the uh, first one. Uh, so on this day in history, in 1735, the standard of truth as a defense against a claim of libel was established in the American colonies when John Peter Zenger, a publisher of a New York City newspaper, was acquitted of libel charges. Uh, standard of truth as a defense against a claim of libel. Um there, there, there's a way to tie in the whole Vic Mignogna thing, but I'm too lazy to make it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. In 1892, Andrew and Abby Borden, the elderly parents of Lizzie Borden, were found hacked to death with a hatchet. Lizzie Borden was acquitted of the murder of the murders at trial. You know, I, I've heard the name Lizzie Borden. I've never really looked too much into her. I, I, mm. I mean, she was acquitted of it. Like, is that the biggest thing she was known for, or? Or do yes. I know? Yes. They made a whole yes. TV show out of her with Christina Ricci. Oh, that might be but why I know But this is a very, very famous mor- murder. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I Like I said, I didn't... There's like a whole rhyme about uh, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her father 40 wax or something like that. I don't remember how it goes, but there's a whole rhyme and everything that was very popular after it happened. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Learn something new. <laughs> Uh, 1914, Britain declared war on Germany. The United States initially declared itself neutral in World War One because, of course, it did. Yep. Uh, because yeah, like like Cat was talking about earlier with the history. Oh, we we we're, we're, we 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 give the the service to the good parts of history, but never mind the fact that I think it was during both world wars we initially started out yep. at least neutral, and then I don't know what got us in on World War One. But in World War II, I know what got us in there. The Japanese were like, oh, yeah, we can hit you. Boom! Pearl Harbor. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask my partner. He's not awake at the moment. He'd probably know what brought America in on the First World War, but I can't think of that either. Yeah. Um, but in 1944, now this is this is the darker, this is the darkest one on the list. Um, 
1944, acting on a tip from a Dutch informer, the Nazi Gestapo captured 15-year-old Jewish diarist Anne Frank and her family in a sealed-off area in a sealed-off area of an Amsterdam warehouse. Uh, she died less than a year later in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp in Germany. I probably butchered the concentration camp name, but I don't care. It was a concentration mm-hmm. camp. Um, yeah. No, uh, no, I should care a little bit, but yeah, but yeah, it was that was this day in ninety in uh, forty four. Just <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah. And to give a little bit of whiplash, in nineteen fifty eight, Billboard magazine introduced its Hot one hundred chart, covering the one hundred most popular pop singles in the country. The first number one was Ricky Nelson's "Poor Little Fool." Hmm. Okay. Well, Elvis? Apparently not. (laughs) Hmm. Excuse me. In 1964, the remains of three slain civil rights workers whose disappearance on June 21st garnered national attention were found buried in an earthen dam near Philadelphia, Mississippi. In 2005, a Mississippi judge sentenced ex-Klansman Edgar Ray Kild to 60 years in prison for killing James Cheney, uh, Andrew Goodman, and Michael Schwerner. The incident became the basis of the movie Mississippi Burning. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I've heard the movie. I didn't know that's what it was about. Yeah. Well, well by the, let's see, 64, uh, so it's about 41 years later, uh, killed was, you know, 60 years. He's going to die in prison anyway. So mm-hmm. may as well just say, ah, it's 60. We'll give him a little bit of hope, even though we know he's only got like 10 or 20 years left. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, in 1972, Arthur Bremer was found guilty of severely injuring Alabama Governor George Wallace, who was campaigning for president. Bremer was six, sentenced to 63 years in prison. Uh, wasn't Wallace the one that was um, against desegregation? Hmm. Like, I don't he, know. like, I want to say, but I'm not quite sure. I know the name, and I know, and I know it was around that time, but I can't remember if he was pro or for uh, desegregation. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I fail history forever. <laughs> um, in 1984, the African Republic of Upper Volta changed its name to Burkina Faso, I think I pronounced it right, which means Land of the Upright Men. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, good name is mm-hmm. any. Uh, in 2007, Barry Bonds of the San Francisco Giants hit his 755th career home run, tying Hank Aaron's all-time major league record. He broke the record three days later and finished the season at 762 home runs. His achievements were clouded by accusations of using performance-enhancing substances. I remember hearing all of those, oh, all yes. of those controversies. I don't even follow baseball, uh, but I heard so many of those controversies. I mean, Barry Bonds. Uh, what was it? Uh, Mark. What's his name? Mark McGuire. McGuire. Thank you. Because he was a Cardinal, and my family are Cardinals fans, so we heard all about it. Yeah. And and I heard a lot about it. Though also, I was watching South Park more often at that point too. So, of course, I heard about it through them. Uh, I think I kind of vaguely know the name, but didn't know what it was associated with. So, yeah. Uh, in twenty fourteen, James Brady, the White House press secretary who was paralyzed by a gunshot in an assassination in an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan and became a leading gun control advocate, died in Alexandria, Virginia. He was seventy three. Uh, Brady's death was ruled a homicide resulting from the 1981 shootings, which also wounded the president and two other men. (laughs) Okay, honestly, that kind of confuses me because he survived the attempt. You know, he he was paralyzed, but he still survived. But he died in, you know, that's, uh, that's what, 33 years later? 
give or take. Mm. And he, he still survived and was able to live for that long. But Hamas, like, what? <laughs> I, I, it, it confuses me, honestly. But, but unless, unless it was something that was, that was a thing that was the shooting. The, this doesn't go into detail on that. But unless it was like, There's, you know, best guess it was a different murder. Like just someone else came after him. It could be, but, um, but it says it also says resulting from the eighty-one shootings. So, um, but I don't know. Um, and then in twenty eighteen, last year. Drones detonated near where Venezuelan President Nicolas, Nicolas Maduro was giving a live televised speech, leaving the president unharmed but injuring several, several soldiers. Ah, uh, yes, Venezuela, another place where we're destabilizing shit, but... <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that is that is uh, this day in history uh, for this one. I might... I don't know, I might, I might do this again at another point. Hopefully it won't be as bumpy as this one is. <laughs> uh, it's history, it'll be bumpy. Yeah. But yeah... Like, 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 I didn't, you know, and and of, and of course, learned something. Lizzie Borden, learned a little bit more mm. about her, and yeah. um, and uh, I I hope that ex Klansman is is uh, well, rotting in prison, you know, maybe yeah. he's dead. I don't know. And if he is, that's one less white supremacist in the world. <laughs> um, yep. Not saying go out and shoot them. Do not do that, because and, and no. there's two reasons. Two reasons. One, you know, the whole the whole anti you know violence thing but also they are also just looking for an excuse to kill people wholesale we don't want to give it to them we would rather not uh so yeah so if if anything pragmatically speaking don't do that um uh so any any thoughts on on any all of this any other thoughts either of y'all have or no nothing jumping out at me all right cat no but if you've never read up on Lizzie Borden, it's it's interesting. I find yeah. that sort of thing interesting because, you know, I'm one of those white women who's into serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Not into serial killers, but I like hearing these stories. I think they're interesting. Yeah. You think you think you. Yeah. You wouldn't be you wouldn't have been one of those in the early 90s that was trying to romanticize Jeffrey Dahmer. Right, I'm not one of those, like, I write love letters to serial killers in prison. I just, like, listen to a lot of podcasts about mm-hmm. crime and stuff because I find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of crime, our last story comes out of Rochester, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, a woman pleads guilty to stealing vacuums from a Target store. Uh, Desiree Marie Frank, 24, of Rochester, entered a guilty plea Friday to a reduced charge of gross misdemeanor theft. Police say she tried to wheel out four vacuums worth about a $1,100 in a shopping cart from the Target, um, you know, in the, in the place there. Uh, Frank has been sentenced to two years supervised probation and must either pay a $600 fine or perform 60 hours of community work service. Okay. Based on that alone and not looking at the news article, do you think she, what, what, what race do you think she is? <laughs> Because <laughs> I can tell you, I've, I've, I had, well, I had to look at it to get the <coughs> copy pasta, but, but, um, mm. but yeah, definite white woman. <laughs> yeah. But okay, uh, that, 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 that's all. That's all I need to say on that one. But at least on the race angle. But as far as this, what are you going to do with four vacuums? Sell them on the black market. Dysons, because if they're Dysons, I totally get it. Oh yeah. Dysons, Dysons are overrated. 
<laughs> it's not about how good they are. It's about pawning them and reselling them on the internet. Because I ah. I worked at a Best Buy for five and a half years. Mm -hmm. I know what people would come in and steal. And Dysons were a topic of theft. Oh, wow. Because they're so expensive. Now, I just bought my first Dyson product. And I was really excited about it because it's a fan that is also a heater that is also an air purifier. And I oh, got it from the Dyson Refurb outlet on eBay, and there was a coupon, so this thing normally would retail for like $500, and I got it for like $188 with free shipping, which nice. is crazy, because it's a really good fan. But yeah. like, so Dyson vacuums have always been like a, like a, a theft item, where people try and steal them from like Targets and shit. Because, like, a most basic Dyson fan usually, or a, a Dyson vacuum, starts at, like, $400. Dang. And you are going to turn around and sell it for maybe $300. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the resale is, but, like, it's definitely, I've, it's not my first time hearing about somebody trying to walk out and steal vacuums. But when I do <laughs> hear about stealing vacuums, it's either, like, Roombas, which are smaller, or, like, Dyson's, because those are the two most expensive things you can buy at a normal store. Damn. So if it's Dyson's or Roombas, I totally get it. If they're trying to steal, like, a shark or something, eh, fuck it. Hoover, <laughs> forget about it. It's not worth going to jail over a Hoover, you know? Yeah. Just, I'm a, I am just... I'm a vacuum snob. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't own a Dyson. I just know that they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. No, oh I, I recently bought a hen. Oh. I, I just, Henry's uh, Henry's other shit. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just I just had this thought though. You know, a, a vacuum cleaner reviewer, the vacuum snob, starring Cat Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> the vacuum snob. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you know. Dyson thinks they're such hot shit. They really do. <sighs> this is a true story. A bunch of um, there's like Dyson demos inside Best Buys. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, Best Buy does not give your store any budget for literally anything at all whatsoever. So mm. instead of, like, the store buying vacuum cleaners to vacuum the store at night, because they didn't have, like, a cleaning service that actually vacuumed every day, mm -hmm. people would take the Dyson demos and just use them and clean them, like, empty them out. Wow. And Dyson basically threatened to pull all of their shit out of Best Buy because people <laughs> were using the demos... Like using the demo vacuums to vacuum. Wow. <laughs> I laugh to this day because that just cracks me up. Oh, yeah, fuck. Ev I oh. Oh. Mm. Everything I've heard about Sir James it suggests that he's not actually the nicest of guys. Yeah. Um, and he's now living in Singapore. Um, so, you know, because he, he was a supporter of Brexit. And now uh. he, he doesn't even live here anymore. So, Oof. yeah, apparently Sir James isn't even that great a guy as a person. Don't you just but, hate yeah. it when somebody puts out a really good and well-done product only to turn out to be a major asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Google search, did you mean Chick-fil-A? <laughs> Google search, did you mean Brad Jones? <laughs> yeah, somebody was thinking it. I know they were. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, on that, on, on that note... Um, We'll, we'll we'll get out of here and we'll we'll investigate the the vacuum cleaner racket, I guess. Well, well or I, might. I had the fun. Oh, I had I'm the sorry. fun thing. We, we, I had the fun thing. Oh yes. So you you, you have a thing. I I, I am totally yes. free. I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So basically, someone uh, on Cora was like, 
can you as a Brit or can you as a Brit write a, a text in British English that Americans won't understand on whole or partial? Okay, so I shall read it to you, and then we shall try and break it down together. Okay. Uh, not sure what something like this. I was really chuffed that my mate had some bog rolls in his boot. I was so skinned that I had none. He didn't want any dosh, so no faffing about. I gave him a bottle of plonk, and he was well chuffed. Simples. Okay. So <laughs> I may need to see that written out. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a long <laughs> sentence. But it sounds um, like it sounds like uh, sounds like your friend or roommate had some issues with. Like, like, like. I guess, I guess, a corn on his foot in his boot or something, and you had to give him a thing to help get rid of it. Wait, can you repeat the entire s- however many sentences uh, hang on. that was? I'm gonna pass the link on to you. I've, I've, I've just. Uh... Yes, please. Yeah. I, I need to see it written because that was a long thing. It's in the green room. Okay, I see this. I see I'm this now. On the link. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so really chuffed. Uh, I would, I would say chuffed. I guess is annoyed. I'm assuming. Um, annoyed, I angry. It was pleased. Is it pleased? It's pleased or happy or yeah. Oh, okay. Well then. Okay, that my mate, of course, you know, friend. I was so you know, that I had no... uh, bog yeah. rolls. Bog rolls <laughs> oh wait a minute, bog rolls in his boot. Boot to be trunk of a car. Yep. Uh, bog rolls. Uh, I don't know. Rolls of swampland. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, I, 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 okay. I, I can maybe hold on. I oh man, what is this? I was so skint that I had none. He didn't want any dodge. Faffing about, I gave him a bottle of plonk, and he was well chuffed. Simples. So uh, bog rolls. Is that like um? Is that like a, a is it uh, so? It's a drink. Is it a drink? Bog rolls is toilet paper. Oh, oh. is it? Well, I mean, I, I was partially there with the swamp. What? <laughs> um, rolls, okay. <laughs> so I was so skint that I had none. You're uh, poor. You're poor. Yeah. Skin's poor. Yep. Yeah. He didn't want any dosh, so no cash. He didn't want any money, yeah. so no fucking about. Gave him a bottle of, I guess, some kind of drink. I would assume. Uh, I think plonk usually is wine, but it could be uh, um, an alcohol, you know, spirit. Just basically a. A bottle of plonk, something they they they've preferred tipple. Yeah, so it's basically a a a trade of some alcohol for some toilet paper. Basically, <laughs> out of wow. the trunk of his car. This, this was a science, guys. This was, yeah. this was like decoding. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, simples is actually just a tagline from an insurance advert. Um, hmm. compare the market. No, compare the market or compare the market. Yeah. Uh, they started off really simple. It's like compare the meerkat.com, compare the market.com. Simples. <laughs> uh. Uh, but they've become more and more elaborate. They've like they've got entire plot lines now and like an entire cast of meerkats that um, do the same. Alexander. There you go. Compare the com. And you actually, I don't know, if, I haven't been to the site recently, but compare the market is the proper insurance. Um, website, you know, like a, you know, as a comparative site, you, you type in what you need and it'll throw up some things for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, compare the Meerkat is actually like a dating site for Meerkats. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they actually have two separate websites. They made the website. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so basically, 
I was happy that my friend uh, had some loo rolls in his um, boat. I still call it a boat. Um, I didn't have any money, um, so I was really happy that he had some, something to give me. He didn't want any cash, so no, no flapping around, no fucking around. Uh, I gave him a bottle of his favourite drink, and he was happy. Mm-hmm. Nice place to There you go. <laughs> Oh. There's some words I've, 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 I've like I've watched quite a bit of like BBC America and shit. <laughs> There's enough things where I'm like I know some of this. I know some of this. Yeah. So. Enough. Oh, yeah. So with that, with that, we are gonna go ahead and get out of here for this week. Cat, uh, if we wanted to find you on the social medias, where could we find you? Um, you can find me on the social medias on Twitter at labyrinthcat and Facebook.com/slash nerdiscat, and you could check out. My other shows, um, uh, What the Fuck with Josh Hadley over on TwobleAndBeyond.com, which is on a little bit of a break right now while Josh works on his computer because it's kind of dead. I have advised him to launch it onto the moon as a (laughs) a viable solution or throw it in the river or set it on fire. And he hasn't done anything yet, and I think that's why it's not working. Yeah. (laughs) Because he hasn't followed my really sane and rational advice to throw it to the moon. Yeah, but (laughs) but I mean, he's in Wisconsin. Did they really have a space program of their own? (laughs) Where there's a will, there's a way. Good point. Um, and then you can see my, my other show, Nerd to the Third Power, which is on YouTube and iTunes and all that good stuff. And that's where you can find me half understanding some British slang. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of British slang, uh, where can we find you, Michelle? Uh, you can find me on the YouTubes at Phoenix11. P- uh, well, Phoenix11 is also like Twitter. It's a P-H-E-O-N-I-X-1-1. And I currently have a couple of... Um, unboxing videos and interestingly i the first one i did i did a promotion on twitter said hey unboxing go check it out and i've got about 14 15 views and then i didn't um tweet the second one and i have about the same views so i'm not sure tweeting actually does me any good yeah <laughs> but for some reason my other unboxers because these are geeky ones my um three ones which is basically two items they always have over 100 views like for some reason two items is more interesting than half a dozen items i don't i don't understand I don't know. Uh, but as for me, you can find me on the social medias under Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube at Gomer21XX. Uh, you can find this show at Thess Talk Show on Twitter and, of course, also on YouTube, as well as RTGomer.com. You can also find me on Facebook <coughs> under Gomer the Ranting Thespian. And I... Can all, I also am doing uh, Perler Sprites now. I am selling those. I do have an Etsy store up. The link to that is not only going to be in the doobly-doo, especially of the uh, site and YouTube postings, but it's also up at the uh, top menu of the site of my site, rtgomer.com. Pixel Emporium Gifts, that'll take you to the Etsy store, and you can buy whatever is there. I do have some stuff in stock, and if it's not in stock, I can make another one for you guys. Um, I'm probably, within the next couple of weeks, going to redo the whole thing there uh, with because I've been... Because I am still fairly new at it. I can make it. Marketing myself is a whole other problem. <coughs> But I've, I've been talking with a friend of mine who also does Perler and, and Pixel Sprites and all of that stuff, and she's been a really good help. Um, cool. Uh, and, of course, if you want to support the show, there's several ways you can do it. Um, I did, you know, in the 
in the break, there's the Patreon was mentioned. That is patreon.com slash gomer 21 X. If you're listening to this through the Anchor app or, or if you want to just help through Anchor uh, listener support, you could do that as well. Both links should be in the description of most places it goes. But again, definitely on the site and on the YouTube, the links should be there for both of those options if you want to help support monetarily. But the best thing you guys can do, if you enjoy this show or if you want to have conversation starters, whether it's something serious or something not so serious or whatever. Um, and yeah, we do talk about a lot of serious shit on this show and this is shit that should be talked about. So the best thing you can do uh, not only to keep the conversation going with others, but also help us get more views in the long run is share. Share the video version, share the site uh, entry, share share it from iTunes, you know, I, I, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And of course, reviews are also helpful and feedback is also very great. Um, we also yep. do have a Discord. That should be in the descriptions of, of the uh, major um, posts and of course I think it's pinned to the Thespian Talk Twitter which again that's Thess Talk Show um, that should be everything uh, if I missed anything well goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so that is, I keep it yeah, but so yeah that is it for this week thank you guys for listening and until next time this is Gomer the Ranting Thespian with the cat and Michelle signing off <laughs>